Oh, we're good. Guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, hi, guys. Hello. Doesn't matter. Uh, welcome to another episode of Pals Polls. Oh, that yeah. Musical okay. guest Chingy. Chingy. Yeah. That's a blast from two thousand. Whenever I want to do what's what's the guy who does uh, SNL's uh, intros before oh, he died? What was his name? I forget. But whenever I try to do an impression of him, I, my go-to is Chingy. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know musical why. Guest. Musical guest, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I just want to musical hear guest, Evanescence. Oh, I, have they? I surely. During Daredevil, they must have. There's the Got comic it. book. Uh, I, I, I slipped it in right there. Comic book. Because they were big guess. at that point. Oh, dude, wake me up, wake me up inside, bring me to life. Uh huh. That's wake all one me up song. Before you go go. <laughs> Yeah, great covers. Evanes is great, great covers. See them, see them live. They do random '80s covers. Um, hi guys, you might be noticing that we're a little sh- we're shy. Two pals again. We're shy, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Sean's too busy hunting ghosts in New Orleans right now. I think that's what is he's that doing. what he's doing? I know he's down. He's down in Nola. Um, what he's doing, oh, I don't wow. know. I'm going to assume it's ghost hunting. Um, I did a ghost tour when I was in Noah. My, uh, my ghost toursman's name was Skip Gidry, which always sticks with oh, me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Musical uh, guest, <laughs> Skip Gidry. I like it. I like it. Um, I wrote that down in my phone. This is like over a decade ago and it's, it's yeah. stuck with me since. It's such a good name. Yeah. That's one of those things that you're going to have to use for something later. Uh, hey, Matt, uh, let's hope Sean doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't <laughs> bump into him. Um, Who's that? I'll tell, I'll tell you later, Cal. I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, ask Matt directly. Let him tell you. Um, Matt. But Matt, hi guys. Text me. Hi guys. Uh, Marco is not here uh, because he's too busy um, crumbling from the weight of uh, capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> yep. Just underneath the boot. Just like normally, Marco's all all in for getting stepped on. Like normally, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's his mo. That's a typical it, Tuesday for it's him. It's gotta, yeah, it's gotta be fun. Is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually heels does it for him, but uh, uh-huh. uh when it's the, the 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 big boot of of an, of a salaried job, <laughs> uh, not so much. Not so much. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the only late night Comedy Central uh memory that I have? Is it Crank Yankers? No. No. Okay. All right. It's the what was Dave Attell's show? Oh, he would just wander around cities yes. late, late at night. Yes, the, the only oh, man, the only thing I remember from that show is he spoke to a guy, and he says, "Holy cow, Matt!" <laughs> oh, did he message uh, you on the side? He spoke to a guy. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Attell spoke to a guy, and mm-hmm. the guy said on camera, "I said I love being stepped on." especially in stiletto heels. And I love it when she steps on my ball sack and twists. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Hmm. Talk, talk about pals pulls. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling them pals hard. Um, hi, guys. We are a <laughs> weekly comic book uh, review. Not, not even reviews. We don't re- do we review? Would you consider what we do a review? I don't. 
I don't either. I don't. I, it's more of a a discussion, an impassioned chat. Yeah, it's like if you went to a comic book shop where the people who also went had social skills, or didn't. Oh yeah, well yeah, well. And they they clearly don't have microphone edit. I say no. as I bite into an apple. Hey, at least it's a. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm drinking heavily. Oh, I'll be doing that too. Um, don't worry. So, yeah. But guys, we got um, we got four four big books to talk about. It was a bigger week than I than I thought. Um, apologies for anyone expecting a Daredevil two discussion. Um, I forgot it came out this week, and I forgot it was also the the jumbo anniversary size issue. Uh, whoops, sorry. Mm. Um, fake Daredevil fan here. Um, but uh, just go I, on Twitter and complain about Daredevil because that's what everyone's been doing lately. So, <laughs> you know what? I'll say this: I'm happy to come back to this selection of books. I. I'll say this up front. Wasn't disappointed. Interesting. I, I want to hear your thoughts about the, the weird uh, Dark Horse I threw in here. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know, we'll, we'll, I don't know we'll which one it, it could we'll be. It. But. So I don't, I don't read physically anymore because I value my space and um, <laughs> have uh, neuroticies when it comes to physically collecting books and making sure they're perfect and... It just leads to anxiety. So I digitally collect, so I can't show you the covers like I would before. But I'll go through the slides real quick. Um, so yeah, um, before I go through the slides, the slides are reminding me that you can also join us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash the comics pals. Um, where you can um, subscribe starting at you know as little as three dollars. Um, uh, Kale, was it you that uh, no Marco put out a I forget who put out a newsletter this week. Marco Marco was this week, I'm next week. You're next week. Oh, good. I have more time to come up with this drink idea. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can uh, check out uh, what Marco's newest newsletter was. Um, if you subscribe to the seven dollar tier or higher, you can get into our a uh, palin around, which me and Marco uh, just posted our gruesome twosome episode that we did on on Saturday, where um, we talked about just going out on the town and what that's like. Um, and the differences like between Marco and I in, in terms of that. And performance anxiety. Um, Interesting. Interpret that how you will. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. So maybe maybe that's some. Trust me, I had to rein back our discussion on that because I knew where I, that discussion could go. Um, I believe you. And I made sure to make sure it didn't go a little off the rails. Um, but <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll entice you to get into the, the Patreon. Um but the books we're reading this week are Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, number one, by Tom King and Mitch Jarrods. Um, we got, uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me, let, me t let me clear my throat before I get to this title. <laughs> we have Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Death to the Mutants, AX, where's the, how does this, okay, how does this list, okay. It's listed as AXE, Death to the Mutants, number one, um, by Kieran Gillen. Uh, oh boy, there's, there's. Three vowels and one one consonant. Okay, Julia Villanova. I'm so sorry. Uh, and colorist Dijalima, <laughs> who I believe passed away recently. If I'm right about that, that's unfortunate. Um, we got the Avengers right. number. Oh, uh, uh, oh, we'll do do a power bomb number three. I had these things mixed up. This is by Danny Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer, and the Avengers one million BC number one. Which, why even name it number one at this point? It's got one million in the title. There's, yeah. There's no point. Yeah. Can't they just name it like a special instead? Like, I don't know. 
But yeah, guys, that's what we're reading this week. Um, let's talk about Batman One Bad Day. So right off the bat, right off the Batman. Hey. So there's, a, there's an audible comma there. Um, I got to say, I'm kind of bummed that the other two guys aren't here for this one. Especially Sean, because yeah. Sean's a big Riddler mark from what I... I know he's a big Two-Face guy. Like, that's, that's yeah. his thing. He's, um, uh, he's a big Tom King mark, too. I know. And a Mitch Jarrett's mark. This is, this is the, the, yeah. the... If there was, like, um, a cauldron of ingredients that can create a comic book, I feel like this might be something that Sean would really like. Yep. Um, but uh, so this is a series of oversized one shots under this uh, Batman One Bad Day um, banner that are essentially trying to make the killing joke equivalent for other characters in Batman's rogue gal- rogues gallery. Um, and we're kicking it off with a doozy with this Tom King, Mitch Jarrods one. Um, is, is this the first one? It's the first one. Yep. Um, I don't know what we get next week. I don't know the I don't know the cadence of this either. Is it monthly? I don't know. So, but, uh, I can say after this one and it's different creative teams for each, each one. So, you know, your mileage may vary when it comes to the the quality of it, but this was pretty damn good. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did, uh, we did the Batman ranking, Batman villain ranking, not that long ago. This year, and I, yeah. yeah, I went to bat saying the Riddler is no good. You were, I think, we were trying to get him into like the S tier, right? Um, and you were like, or yeah, some B tier at least, or some bullshit, yeah, yeah. Um, and I stand by that. Hmm, okay, this book does nothing for me in that. In what? In, in terms of solidifying the Riddler as a. Um, as a, I guess as a, th- a threat okay interesting um because I think I feel like I feel like the task was uh make the Riddler serious <sighs> but wasn't that the task of killing joke so like I I kind of get it you know yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um but I feel like you know Tom King spent some time with the Riddler uh with was it the war of jokes and Riddler riddles oh he spent a good amount of time with that <laughs> yeah 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 how different is that riddler from this riddler uh completely different yeah yeah it's it's very typical monthly comics batman riddler yeah where he's um, like you know just uh kind of a shit heel you know mm-hmm. like sure he's he can be ruthless at times and he can be frankly annoying um, but even in the war and jokes and riddles, I never really saw him as an equal to Joker, even in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what this feels like as an attempt, a, 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 a true attempt to, to do that. But the Riddler's just not that guy. He's just not. He's not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> hey, hey, friend, you're not that guy. Um, um, it yeah. just, especially toward the end. Um, it just comes off as ham-fisted to me. I get really? what he was trying to build to and, and the threat that he's trying, that Tom King is trying to present. 
and it's presented very well. Like I was very engrossed in the story, but the whole time I kept coming back to, but it's the Riddler. (laughs) Come on. I mean, as personally me, I'm a big Riddler fan. Um, I know in the discord, I've shared pictures of me as Jim Carrey Riddler when I was a kid. Like I was big into (laughs) that. Um, uh, Kale, uh, actor who played him in uh, 66, uh, Ooh, um, this is in it's is in both of our brains. I know it's there. Begins with a G is the last Gershon? name. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Did Either you, way, you're in the ball. Did you, I'm sure. I'm sure you know this. Did you know that he and Adam West used to go to orgies and be in character, and they would get thrown out? Why would I know this? <laughs> Why is yeah, this, that's a, old, this one of those old facts Hollywood like, lore? Yo, know, old Hollywood lore is the best i love like the the stuff with um oh, the guy who played the wolf man he was a real character yeah uh matt gorley in his old podcast uh i was there too mm-hmm. spoke to I, it may have been his grandmother who had a uh a relationship with the guy who played the joker in the batman uh, caesar romero caesar romero yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, he's so handsome, but he was a little, you know. <laughs> uh, I love Matt Garley. That's Oh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, his his uh, his uh, Eater Giger um, character. Oh, yeah. Is, is, there, there were, okay, we're getting off the rails here. But there was uh, when um, Andy Daly did the Andy Daly podcast pilot project. Um, oh yeah he did uh his uh what's his german character's name um i forget but uh he did like a traveling the the world thing and he had yeah an episode with hr giger and it's one of my favorite podcast episodes of all time <laughs> anyway anyway um let's go to this riddler so yeah so i felt like this was it, it kind of felt like the 66 riddler if he just snapped and it's not snapped in a way that's like uh, he became crazy, you know, became like the Joker. Or he's just kind of just doing things out of chaos. Like this is a, a Riddler who realizes the only thing holding him back from being the most dangerous rogue in Batman's rogues gallery is riddles. Like riddles were mm. the only thing stopping him. And the biggest riddle of all that could, would always keep get Batman guessing is if the riddle stopped and the, and the riddler mm. never told him, um, then he's unpredictable. Then there's no, there's no motive. There's no pattern. And Batman can yeah. never figure out what's going on. Um, and I, I kind of like that because it's simple. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? All it, does is it, all it does is it makes him a killer. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes him a criminal. So it takes uh, away it takes anything away good about him. Like... <laughs> But but I like how, like, if you just say, like, that's the only thing stopping him, it makes him seem, you know, deadly. You know, minus the fact that he uh, has real weird neuroticies. Um, I did like the um, the backstory in this with, you know, Riddler, which, yeah, it's a little more, it's a little stereotypical. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a rich kid that got beat by his dad. You know, there's a couple spanking scenes here. But I liked how there was just – I want to know what your opinion on the teacher was in this because in my opinion, that teacher annoyed the shit out of me. Um, and when, when the Riddler ultimately uh, – spoiler um, – smashes his teacher's head into the basketball concrete, 
Um, I was like, you know what? Sure, go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> what I think what frustrated me about the teacher is that he had that good Goodwill Hunting vibe. You know, yeah, he was, I was getting trying uh, to, yeah, uh, great trying uh, to society get, too. Yeah, 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 trying to get the kids to you know think outside the box or whatever. But for me, it's like, well, you can't do that on a test. Like, that's not fair. No, I, like, I think extra Ed- credit was. Yeah. Yeah. Edward was right. Like, that's not fair. Hashtag Eddie was right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, when that happened, like, I don't want to say, like, I, I empathized with him. Because you don't. Because he, this, this book literally starts off with the killing of somebody, uh, just a civilian. But yeah. Tom King does a really good job at, like, setting up this civilian's life within two pages. Um, his family, his interactions with his family, even his, his coworkers and his wife through like text messages and a phone call that's pretty expertly done with as little screen time as it's given uh, to the point and, that when and, when the triggers pulled, I'm like, oh, shit. And first person, too. Yeah, yeah, which which like I thought was, would, uh, was very good because then we uh, we get the, the, the nine panel typical Tom King nine panel grid. Um, yeah. And then we get what, like six of them were just blacked out towards like the third yeah. or fourth page. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I really, like I like that use that that particular tool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it leaves you hanging. It leaves you wondering what's happened. I like it. Kind of it kind of leaves us in the dark the same way you know Batman is. And I, and I like when we kind of get yeah. to be in Batman's mind without it being written out to us. You know, it's just because we're given the same. Uh, clues and evidence where we don't know anything more than Batman knows and he doesn't know anything more than we know. Um, so we can kind of be on the same level as him through the story. I do like that. Um, the bit where uh, Riddler's in Arkham in like, it shows that the Riddler's greatest um, weapon is his mouth, really. It's being able to talk because um, he knows everything and he knows everything about everyone and knows everyone's secrets. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, I, I really like that bit. There was a good bit where, uh, Riddler calls out, um, a couple of the guards by name and like three of them are the iFanboy guys. Um, oh, is that, is that the yeah. reference thing? Yeah. Cause okay. Tom King's pretty close to them, but I was like, oh, oh okay. Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, pointing at the TV sort of meme. Yeah. Well, I yeah, understood yeah. that. Reference. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was good. But like that whole shootout there, I like how Gordon cannot control him. And Gordon just gives up by the end. He's like, fuck it. It's your problem. Honestly, everyone kind of gives up at the end. And I, I can kind of see where maybe, you know, Kefis in the chat mentions this d- d- divisive. But I can kind of see maybe that being the divisive bit. I, for me, it was, especially in that shootout scene, it's just like, why wouldn't they just kill him? I think he was dodging. Wasn't that the thing? That's not what I got. Or at least I thought he dodged at least one shot, which then led to a, a mess of shooting because they thought they were shooting at each other. Or I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, yeah, my my thought was they turned on each other to protect their own families or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's ultimately what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, why not just take him out? It just didn't. Uh, that just didn't. That's when it started sort of getting out of hand for me. Sure. Sure. I was a bit at that point. I was a bit like. Why are these SWAT guys afraid of the Riddler? Like, he's making all these threats. Maybe they're idle, maybe they're not. But, like, 
He's the Riddler. Come on. <laughs> and, by, and by the end of this, the Riddler technically wins. You know, he's running free throughout Gotham. Nobody wants to touch him because they're afraid of him. Yeah. Um, and if Batman even gets close to him, uh, Riddler's going to randomly kill a civilian or a Robin. And, like, he names every Robin by name. Yeah. Um, even Cassandra. And, like, if Riddler thinks he can even get a, a finger onto Cassandra Kane, he's got something that, that's that's unrealistic to me. Um, but Riddler doesn't need to use himself to kill someone. That's the other thing, too. You know, he can employ anyone. So it's believable to an extent. Um, what do you think of the end, though? Because if they wanted now, it to be like the killing joke. Okay, now we're talking the end. I got to the end and I said, okay, all right. I like the end. Yeah, because the whole premise it, is that, that, that Batman can't just put Riddler in Arkham again because he's going to come out and just kill more people indiscriminately the more he gets in the way. And he can't touch him. Yeah. So Riddler even says, the only thing you can really do is kill me, and I know you won't do it. Um, mm -hmm. So the book ends with uh, Batman showing up behind Riddler and choking him? Is that what we see? And then well, fades to no, black. No, we don't even, even see that. He shows up behind him, and it fades to black. Yeah. Which call back to the beginning of the book, which I like it, like a little, little yeah. bookended theme. That's always fun, in my opinion. Uh, but literally, that's the 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 obtuse nature of it is exactly what the killing yeah. joke was. Yep. Um, I like that a lot. I thought that was very effective. Me too. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially because, like, despite all my criticisms, like I, you, you can feel Batman in this conundrum. He's pissed, you know, and he. He's pissed. He's helpless. What's he going to do? And then he does it. <laughs> or he does something. He does something, yeah. Yeah, and I like the um, the one thing I, I hope that the rest of these books aren't. I hope not every one of these books ends with, you know, like, oh, did Batman kill that person? You know, like... Uh, see, I, too much. I, sort of, I sort of get the feeling that's what they're going for. Just to make everyone the best version of their villain self to the point where Batman is forced to break his, I mean, his rules. I mean, looking at some of these creative teams, I don't know about the best version of, them, <laughs> of themselves. But uh, do you um, do you have any other any of these that you uh, are excited for? Uh, I'm very excited about the uh, Catwoman one, but I'm most excited about that for the McKelvey art. What are the uh, other ones? I'm trying to see. Oh, I would be interested in Ra's al Ghul and Clayface. Okay. Two-Face got a pretty good team. Marco Tamaki and Javier Fernandez. Okay. Uh, oh, that's, that's the one I'm interested in. The Mr. Freeze may, one. Maybe Bane. Josh Williams and Howard Porter. Ooh, Howard Porter's good. Uh, Mr. Freeze only because Mateo Scalera's on art. It's Jerry Duggan on on you know on writing duty, but uh, uh, I love I love uh, uh, Scalera. Oh, there's a Clayface one too. All right, okay, yeah, I'm excited for these. That. They should be fun. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll Ivan see. Rice on the Raza Ghoul one. That's pretty good. Yeah, and these look like they go all the way until March. Is it February? March. March. Yeah. yeah. Ending with Roz. Raish, what do you say? I say Roz. Raish doesn't make a lick of sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. It's got to be Roz. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, poll, pass. 
Uh, you know what? Pull. This was, Pull. this was a lot of fun. It didn't do anything for my opinion of the Riddler, but it was a cool story. Yeah. Kind of out, out of continuity, too. So, like, you don't need to be keeping up to yeah. date with anything. Do you know who the Riddler is? Do you know who Batman is? That's all you need, really. You're good. Uh, all right. So, next book we're going to go to is uh, AXE Death to the Mutants. Uh, number one. This seems to be... So, what this is, is essentially just a one-shot um, kind of explaining <laughs> the things in <laughs> between <laughs> the, the panels that we didn't get in the main books, which is, like, typical event comic storytelling. Uh, let me get the creative team up here. Um, so the creative team is... Yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, Kieran Gillen is the writer. Uh, Julia, Julia Villanova is artist with uh, Dijo Lima on colors and VC's Travis Lanham on letters. Uh, did you... Are, are, I know you weren't here last week for Judgment Day 2, 3? 3. three. Um, are you up to date? What's going on? Do you know what's going on, or did this answer your only only question? through this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured this this event is something like thirty seven books. I think I'll more. keep up. I'll read. I'll read it as I go, and I'll yeah. figure, I'll piece it together. You'll get you'll get context clues out of it. Yeah. Which I think is how these things are meant to be written in some point in some points, but yeah, uh, especially the tie in stuff. Um, I thought it was right. That was okay. Um, this is really okay. kind of showing, like, like with the main book, it's mostly been, like, X-Men heavy. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're Uncle Koa the whole time. We're going to show you what the mutants are doing, how they're reacting to things. Um, this was, like, the Eternals tie-in, is what it felt like. Um, this felt like yeah. it could have been an issue of Eternals by Kieran Gillen. Um, it even has, like, the machine um, narration boxes in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our characters in this are our core Eternal, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Eternals mm-hmm. cast. Um and honestly, I, I have been feeling like we weren't getting enough Eternals in the main book. So this kind of felt filled in some yeah. of the blanks for me, um, which I don't think it's necessary reading, but it was enjoyable for what it was, honestly. You know, what? it caught me up well enough. And I thought the. Um, the. The 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 God waking up and, and throwing down his gauntlet was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, we got I that in, in the in the main book, but like that's what you're seeing here. Yeah, you're seeing the same thing. Yeah, I like uh, I like that. You have 24 hours to justify yourselves. That rules. I also like how this is kind of showing us our Eternals crew um, and how they're not the villains, really. Like that's what this felt like when it was pitched or when marketing first came out for it. Yeah, it was like, all right, how is this going to work? Oh, the mutants are probably going to be. Um, um, what are they called? Uh, Victims? You, uh, no. What, what do the Eternals hate? Um, uh, oh, deviants. Deviants. They deviants. would be Deviants, and it would be uh, Eternals versus X-Men with Avengers inter- intertwined. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, that is kind of what it is, but um, the Eternals that we know are not really bad, per se. Um, they're trying to fight against their programming. And it's kind of it's fun seeing them kind of come up with that, that programming. It's cool seeing Druig, his machinations kind of falling apart mm-hmm. in this. Um, because now that he's uh, unleashed uh, Uranus, like that's a big deal too. Um, I like Icarus because uh, Kieran Gillen writes Icarus like a total dummy, even though he's like mm-hmm. the captain, quote unquote, Captain America of the Eternals. He's like their guy. 
Um, he ain't that bright. He's a bit of a meathead. Um, and in this, he comes up with an idea and it kind of works out and it's cool to see that happen. It's like, oh, he actually leads for once, which is, which is good mm-hmm. to see. Um, I thought the art was pretty good. It's, it's not, it, it kind of is in that same vein as uh, Isada Ribic's art. Um, so it kind of yeah. fit what the Eternals branding is. Um, I think the coloring helped that a lot. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, but I th- I feel like the uh, the art I like I l- oh yeah that's right the uh, main Eternals book is Asad Ribic. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I like this a lot better than. Never mind what I was about <laughs> to say. Yeah, no Captain Marvel in this book. Thanks. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought this was this was fine, and it's only it, they didn't like oversize it. They didn't make this like an eight dollar book, you know, where they can just do all kinds of little stories with each character. Like this felt like just another issue of Eternals, which I enjoyed. It's also like relatively standard three ninety nine cover price. So like, yeah, it's not like they're trying to like upsell you on some kind of event book. Um, so it was fine. If you're reading the Eternals book, I recommend reading this one honestly. Yeah, uh, I guess I better start picking up the other stuff are you liking this so far as a whole from what you've read <laughs> from you've what i've read which a bit, so. yeah from what i from what i've read yes but i mean it's only been what i've been on the show for sure sir. so yeah so you're this you've was, only had this was the an, opening salvo really <laughs> yeah this yeah. was an interesting catch-up and uh, I'm interested to see uh, what death to the Eternals means. Um, so. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, I, I don't have much to say about this, but I do have stuff to say about the next one. Uh, well, quickly, uh, yeah. <laughs> Murphy asks uh, if Gillen's Marvel work is still inferior to his creator own a year in. I don't. I wouldn't put it that way, honestly. Like, like as much as I love like uh, Once in Future, which I'm still reading month to month. Fantastic book, um, Kelly. You're reading that. I'm not. I don't want to say that's a you book, but I kind of think it's a you book. Damn. All right. Um, it's Gillen and Dan Mora uh, writing a modern uh, interpretation of Arthurian lore and all the different yeah. versions of Arth- Arthurian lore there are and how it affects England as a country in the real world. Now, why do you think that's a me book? Because you live. Because I live in England. Mm. <laughs> no, because you like Dan Mora and mm. <laughs> and Kieran Gillen. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take um, a look. Yeah, and it's got monsters and big monsters and like uh, Beowulf shows up and the Green Man shows up. Not from It's Always Sunny, but like just different lore shows up. Robin Hood. It's like all kinds of mythical lore that all gets all right. melded together and all of it looks really scary. Oh yeah. The main character does look just like you too. It's kind of, <laughs> Oh, now that I'm looking at you right now, it all is right. <laughs> strange how much he looks like you. Um, and then die is another Kieran, Kieran Gillen book, which I loved. Um, that I would, I would very much like to read. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very good. Uh, but I wouldn't compare the two, Matt, like writing for writing for yourself and writing for a big corpo uh disney is they're two separate things and i think it's two different muscles you have to flex honestly um because i've liked Kieran Gillen stuff since he's kind of been back at marvel you know with his x-men stuff his eternal stuff and this um there hasn't been anything where i was like no that wasn't good like it's all been solid to great honestly see i haven't been crazy about his x-men stuff up mm. at, with the exception of 
Destiny and Emma Frost and their like books. their issues but, of Immortal X Men or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Eternals up to this point has been pretty good, surprisingly pretty good too. Because like yeah, the the weak point I, in that is Asad Ribic. So, which in my opinion is saying something. So. Uh, Matt, I agree, but I think that was uh, riddled with a he wasn't as well versed in uh, writing comics at the time. It was pretty early on in his career when he wrote X Men originally, and also uh, I felt like he was hampered as being the guy who wrote fill and stuff um, uh-huh. between between events, really. And also the X Men were just nobody cared about the X Men in terms of like editorial at that time, which that's just my opinion. Uh, hey, Snake, Snake, how's it going? Snake, what up, my man? Uh, you want to talk some wrestling, Cal? All right. Let's talk about do a powerbomb number three. Um, another issue by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. So we're uh, we're finally in this Mortal Kombat like like realm and in this uh, tag team tournament where we've been thrown into the mix. Mm. This is our our first introduction to what this tournament is and the first round. Orangutans. The, the, what were they called? The uh, uh, Orangabang? Is that what their tag team name was? So I think so, yeah. Something like that. Orangabang. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Catherine, thanks for reminding me of my body type being described as orangutan. <laughs> I will put that on my dating profiles and see where that gets me. Um, Listen, but, there's something for everybody. Hey, hey, I just had to check up uh, Ancestry.com to make sure I was talking to someone. Never mind. I'll talk to... That's <laughs> The apps have been look, I, a little weird for me right now. Um <laughs> But I mean, listen, not for nothing, you were married before. I got it in the bag. I, I have experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's It's like what New I'm Game Plus for Elden Ring. Like, I got all yeah. my equipment still and all my skills. <laughs> like, I can do dishes and stuff. So, like, yeah, I was just... Listen, that makes you... That already makes you a catch. I'm in therapy and I know how to do dishes? Yo, come on. That's, come on. I'm domesticated, ladies. Um, okay, um... Orangutans wrestling. Orang orangabong. This guy. <laughs> that sounds violent, and I'm into it. Um, you hope so. So, <laughs> so I I still love this book, but I was a uh, a little cooler on this issue than I was the previous two, um, and I think. I was, Kevin said, counterpoint, you host the podcast. I know, that is apparently a red flag, according to a lot of prompts. Um, You ain't ever gonna get laid. (laughs) That's why I do not promote this on my dating apps. There's no, I'm not showing a screenshot of the Comics Pals Twitch stream. Like, like, I don't need them going from from, uh, Niagara to Sahara, you know what I mean? Um, So, (laughs) let's just keep it that way. Um, But... This issue of do a power bomb. Uh, it was it was it was still really good. I still really enjoyed it, um, but uh, because it was so focused on the action of this wrestling match between our two main characters who don't know, or at least the our main character doesn't know she's wrestling with her dad. Um, yeah, they wrestle two orangutans. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what I really liked about the previous two issues was the the emotional core in it. And we get that, I would say, in the first third of this book. You know, we get a little more of that emotional, those emotional beats. But this really is like an action book. This is like a, a Spicer, Danny Warren Johnson art extravaganza. Showcase. That's what this issue is. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, DWJ can kind of really draw wrestling moves and knowing exactly 
what part of the wrestling move to like take a snapshot of to really bring home what that move is and like put it on an orangutan yeah yeah i know like it's these guys have the body types of king uh king kong bundy you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. is that a reference you get no nope nope i said i nodded like yeah okay king kong i get oh hold on nope 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 (laughs) Oh yeah, I yeah I didn't realize I made a monkey reference there or anything. <laughs> so they're not, they're not, uh, they're not monkeys. Um, but yeah, that the fact that they can kind of showcase the wrestling, which is a very kinetic and movement oriented uh, sports entertainment. Um, yeah, but still do that for a static page is impressive, honestly. Um, do. Are the are some of these finishers? Are they? Uh, they have to be made up, right? Like um, uh, uh, the orangutan Arth- one is. Well, I'm also thinking of uh, King Arthur's table. The King Arthur's the table. We that, it. That's very similar to, I believe, FTR's big rig, which is a special move, uh, a finisher move for another tag team in real life. Um, I'm not sure. It's it's more of a variation on it. The cool thing about tag team moves is okay. like you can take two different moves and combine them in a way. So. There okay. are ways of going about it. I don't recognize the orangutan finisher. Let me see if I can find it in here. That was a lariat into... It was essentially a top rope German suplex into a cutter, um, which is pretty pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, I like how each of the teams that were shown, that, that, that double-page spread where we're kind of seeing... It, it felt like a character select screen of like... That was cool. Like Mortal Kombat. It was great. Yeah, um, showing the tournament cool. bracket and all the different tag teams and it shows like their tag team logo the members and it lists their finisher and what what world they're from too which i thought was really cool because mm-hmm. it's like oh man i really want to see what all these guys do and like you can tell like each of them might have a specific style like there's um the lucha robots or the robo luchas or something like that which are like luchador yeah. robots um there's these uh, uh there's like a japanese uh what, what do they go by let's see um, they go by uh, Pro Pack, uh, yeah. which is probably like sh- strong style Japanese wrestling. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to see where we where we go with this. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's still great. This is gonna be like a great finished hardcover when it's complete. Yeah, because this is yeah. what like Dan Warren Johnson does. He did it with Extremity. He did it with uh, Myrtle Falcon. Like, they're kind of like one-and-done stories. He hasn't really gone mm-hmm. back to extend those stories. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a real fun, fun one once it's done. And even as a non-wrestling fan, I think you're enjoying this, right? Oh, I'm having a great time. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, it's. I think it would be hard not to. You know, well, if you're we've... blind. Even so, I mean, you <laughs> know. Good paper it's on. <laughs> <laughs> you could get if you could get somebody to you know even just read out the the words you could be you know in the sound it's effects true. you could be into it get a good foley artist or maybe a mick foley artist in this in this case that's a did you get that one i uh... Ma- mankind nothing no 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 okay well all right see i at first that was a decent I joke they... that was a decent joke and i'm kind of debunked that at, at the, i pictured dave foley and that really? didn't work. Uh, yeah. No, that doesn't work for the for the, the joke I'm going for. But uh yeah, I recommend this, guys. I def definitely check this book out. Um 
I'm trying to see, like, I don't know if Kathis is reading it. Catherine, this is a good one to read. Um, yeah, Catherine is reading this. She said she picked up two and three. Oh, good. Comic shop today. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely pull. This book rules. And oh, yeah. If, frank, frankly, if you pick it up now, there's enough exposition that you can yeah. be caught up. Like, yeah, exactly. it's not It's not impenetrable, even at issue three. Even like uh, Kefis in the chat says, I know shit about wrestling and I love this book. Exactly. And I'm curious to see like once this is done, I wonder if this will like turn anyone over to like, maybe I should check out wrestling. Maybe I should watch a couple clips. I've been sitting at that point for a while and I've just not pulled the trigger. And there's probably very little you could send like me to make, Ultraman. to make me. Yeah. Yeah. That's like wrestling. It's oh man. It's so like wrestling. Yeah. It rules. Uh, but wrestling doesn't have giant dinosaurs. Um, you'd be wrong. There's a wrestling promotion called Big Kaiju Battle, where they're all in kaiju costumes and they wrestle in a ring. Uh, well, listen, fuck. That that's that's definitely down your alley. Forget what I just said. Let's mm-hmm. go. This one guy is a giant panda bear. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's bonkers. Incredible it's bonkers. Um. Yeah, so definitely uh, check this out. Also, Mike Spicer. I don't know, like, has this guy won an Eisner yet? Because I love Mike Spicer on colors. Everything he's Mike Spicer gonna, does, I'm like, yo. He's if he hasn't, he's gonna this year. Like, I, I described. Uh, I was texting Matt. I don't know guy. which. I don't know which colorist we were talking about. Uh, maybe it was Alex Sinclair, and I described Alex Sinclair as a colorist, having the um, nuance of uh, a pack of crayons you get at a TGI Fridays when you need to color the. The kid's book. <laughs> um, Spicer's the other end of the spectrum. Like, this dude pulls some weird choices out. Um, even, like, the design. Like, you don't see bright pink, purpley logos, really. You know what I mean? Like, because that doesn't really mesh with a lot of covers. So, like, do you do yeah. variations on it? No, they're sticking to the to the logo, too. And, like, it fits. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of non-primary colors, too, throughout this that I enjoy. Well, and even on all the other books, like, uh, you know, his color choices on Swamp Thing are Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Alex Sinclair, thumbs down, according to Matt Murphy. Well, he listens to the show, Matt, so he's going to hear it. Um, I I don't. That's not true. I don't know that. Uh, Let's talk about Avengers 1 million B.C. Um, This is proof that uh, uh, humans walked with dinosaurs. I think this proves uh, that evolution is wrong. I Yeah, it says so in the Bible, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think so. Something in there. Yeah. yeah. We should do a review on the Bible one day. Ooh. We can make it a... How many books are there? 24? I think so. We can do, we can do just a series. Maybe we, maybe can we should make it, it on a the, Patreon the book club? special. <laughs> yeah. Can I make the... Uh, what is it? Uh, the Bible, the graphic novel, as a, a choice for the book club? Have Which is it. a thing. And you know I you know I have it. <laughs> it's a thing. Honestly, it's not that bad looking either. Like I've seen worse. You know what? Yeah. It's I've decent. seen worse in bigger books. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we're talking about Avengers one a million BC. Um one this is kind million. of Yo, did you see their their uh, uh I think it's Warner, whoever owns Universal, I think owns Austin Powers rights. There's like buzz of making a Doctor Evil movie specifically. No. I read it online. I think uh, they've been a variety. Try, they've been trying to get they've been trying to get Austin Powers off the ground since. Maybe three. this is the way they There's do no it. Way. 
This is the way no, they do it. There's no way. Pivot a bit. I mean, R.I.P. Vern Troyer. You're gonna have a, a key co- a key component missing, but you know. See, I don't think I don't think you can do it. Man, those I think those movies still hold up in a bad way, but they still hold up. Anyway, Avengers one million BC. Um, this is kind of like a inter one shot issue that kind of ties into Jason Aaron's overarching um, uh, Avengers storyline with his Avengers ongoing and then Avengers Forever as well. Um, and this is by uh, Jason Aaron with art by Kev Walker and Dean White on colors. And I haven't seen Dean White in a while on colors. Um, yeah. And Dean White does some wild shit with this book. Non-Dean Whitey things, I feel. Um, and I've, uh, like, Dean White, I think, was the artist, uh, the colorist on, like, uh, Aaron's Thor run with the Sotorubic, Um which, okay. good, but yeah. it fit for what it was. I know you're not a big Ribic guy. <laughs> um, but uh, there, there are some weird choices in this. Um, it is... Uh, a kind of a one and done story about this original Avengers team, uh, the prehistoric Avengers, which consists of uh, Agamotto, the original Sorcerer Supreme, some Black Panther, um, a star brand that is awfully like a Hulk. Um, I think uh, um, the original Iron Fist, a ghost rider that can ride a mammoth, um, the personification of the Phoenix and Odin. Um, which is a weird team, and it's been kind of this oh, story you, that's been there. Did you say Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets okay, jobbed sorry. out in this, but yeah, yeah, he sure does. Um, and this is the story about how Thor is born. That's kind of why I wanted to throw it on here because I was hoping for some actual on paper, on panel um, uh, conception, but we didn't get that. It, it's kind of more of a spiritual. <laughs> I was waiting to see what your facial reaction that would be. Um, it's more of a spiritual uh, uh, birth of of Thor. So canonically, Thor's mother is Gaia. <laughs> Matt, you can't be writing that in the chat, and I can't talk about it. Um, uh, yeah, Gaia is spiritually Thor's mother. Um, so seeing like, oh, where are they going to retcon Phoenix being his mother? How do they do that? Um, this is how they do it, and they do it in the most comic booky way possible, where it's more of her essence and not really. They don't. Yeah, not really. Thor and Phoenix hooking up. In fact, Thor. Uh, I mean, Odin and Phoenix does not work at all because I think like um, Odin is on like the Andrew Tate. He's like the original Andrew Tate. Um, just like pure like incel. Like I'm gonna push my alpha male mentality on you, woman, and you're gonna you're gonna marry me even though I didn't propose to you. I just sent you to my wedding, and like you're gonna do it there. I only heard about this guy this week, and I've been <laughs> trying to figure out how, how I could shoehorn it in. Um, there you go. There you go, yeah. Um, it, uh, I, hmm. Go ahead and read this highlighted this message. Uh, the highlighted message from Matt says, commentate W. See, I would say that's uncommon. Uh, what the hell does that mean? Like, uh, a win. W is a win. Oh. Oh, you're not part of the... Uh, uh, what, what is it like the alpha network? Like, see, he's got some kind of pyramid scheme where you can spend like 50 bucks to get part of like his alphas network to make you not be a beta. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying, why uh, couldn't we go back to when incels were like mystery from that VH1 show, the pickup artist? Like the original <laughs> incel was so much more entertaining 
than yeah. these like new age incels. Anyway, I'll just, Odin, I'll original just, incel. I'll just be a beta. It just it <laughs> seems so much easier. It probably is. It probably is. Um, I thought this was fine. What I really liked about this yeah. was, yeah, I love Kev Walker. Me and me and Sean gushed about Kev Walker's art on a uh, on uh, Predator last week. Um, which was like one of the starring parts of that book, which honestly, pretty damn good issue. Um, this is some good ass Kev, Kev Walker art in this. That that opening scene where uh, Laufey is hooking up with some bug lady from the negative zone, and like this swarm of bugs is fighting around. There's like a couple of um, double page spreads with these, you know, the the Avengers of this era fighting these weird swarm of bugs. It's almost like a a proto annihilation wave in a way. Um. I really jo- enjoyed it from an art perspective and, and, and Kev uh, and Dean White really works with Kev Walker here. And I, I don't remember ever seeing them together and I could be totally wrong, which knowing a typical artist colorist uh, pairings is not my strong suit. Um, but there's a lot of like greens and oranges. Like even if you look at this cover, like that's the kind of color palette you're getting in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purples. Uh, it, it's, it's again, not really typical capes and cowls superhero stuff um and like for that alone i enjoyed it um i also am personally still keeping up with all of aaron's avenger stuff and apparently i'm in the minority for that Um, okay yeah interesting uh murphy asked earlier if we care about this at this point Hmm. so Uh, i'm keeping up with it do i care about it i can't say i care about it is it fun yes does that make sense yeah yeah. Like if somebody um, said like it's just canceled all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. I had fun with it while it lasted, you know? Yeah. I, for me, I, you know, I don't know what's going on in Avengers other than what's happening in Judgment or whatever the fuck that book's called, the event. Um, but a team of Avengers from the year 1 million BC is so unappealing to me that it makes, <laughs> it makes me roll my eyes. Interesting. Can I like, pitch you what the actual story is and see how, how no, far your eyes can go? Okay. Uh, Mephisto puts together his own le- like league of uh, villains with multiversal characters. There's like a Killmonger and a Destroyer armor. There's a Green Goblin who has the Spirit of Vengeance in him. Uh, there's a Red Skull with the Venom symbiote. Um, there's, uh, Dr. Doom, who is somebody, I forget what it was, but, uh, they're just going around the multiverse, killing every iteration of the Avengers to wipe out the Avengers from the multiverse. Ugh. Nothing? That's, no, that's, that's bad. (laughs) It's like, for me, it's like, just, it's like steak and eggs comics, you know? Like, it's not great. But it's also like, what, how is that much different from what like the Kang Dynasty used to be, you know, or, you know, fucking onslaught. That's a bad reference. Not onslaught. Not onslaught. I think I think the thing that gets me the most is this concept of this character meets this character is a whole new thing, and they're gonna go back in time and destroy all the Avengers, and the Avengers in other places are this thing meets this thing. Uh, it, it's a kid playing with his toys. That's what it is. Yeah, and I think that's why I enjoy it. I don't know. I try to be. Uh, I, I'm a big Jason Aaron. Uh, I don't want to say apologist. I would say more of a mark for Jason Aaron. So um, <laughs> I'm always I'm always for it. Um, 
Did you like this at all? I know you mentioned like this this week was a solid week. It was fine. Like you okay. said, I I didn't ha- I didn't have a bad time. I wasn't excited about reading it and admittedly it was better than I thought it would be. Okay. Um there's a reason I picked for, this one. Sean wasn't going to be here because I knew Sean would be like, "Yo, I'm, I don't want, I don't want to read this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was fine. Like I don't like the Phoenix. I don't care about an Avengers team from a million BC. Like to me, that's a bad idea. And it, I think Sean has said, and I completely agree with this. It takes away what's special about the Avengers. Fair, fair. But the, like, I feel like the Avengers has always done this though. Like, remember when there was like a. Like the the first Avengers team was like Sabretooth, like Dominic Fortune, uh, 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 Bloodstone, and Nick Fury or something like that. It was like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess we're doing that too. No, no, I don't remember that, but the sentiment is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like finding out they got the Avengers name from Captain Marvel's jet or whatever the fuck. Like. Mm, mm. It's uh, I I don't I don't need that. So uh, uh, Catherine but, says. So uh, yeah. please. No, go ahead. I was saying Catherine says that uh, she saw this in the store today. Was vaguely intrigued, but didn't capture her enough. That's a kind of fair summation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I I thought the um, the Phoenix Odin stuff was a little ham fisted. Hmm. That's Odin. I, well, but even even the Phoenix stuff, like her reactions to Odin, felt way overblown. Uh, that's fair. I think that there's there's been more of their interactions in the comics previously, so like maybe I just have a little more context for that because they were a couple for a bit. Um, she, and just, yeah, uh, Odin's and I, just an asshole, so. I get that, but she just—it just seems like she, I don't know, <laughs> flips shit for no reason. She's the phoenix, isn't that the point of the phoenix? Like, <laughs> phoenix comes to Earth, no, helps things out, and the then point flips of the, the shit. The, the point of the phoenix is to die. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah, I think the the pull over the mystery of Thor, I think, is a, a disappointing letdown. Um, and frankly, it's false advertising. If you ask me, it's comic book advertising is what it is. Yeah. Um, just lie to you on the cover. Um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I still would not say pull. I would still pass on this, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm a completionist, especially when it comes to story. So I, I wanted to read it. Um, but if you're just like, if like Catherine, if you saw this in the shop, like, I don't blame you for not picking it up. Yeah, like on its face, there's no way I would pick this up, but I'm not like it was good enough that I'm not upset that I read it for the show. Okay, that's fair. Um, So those are the books we read this week. Um, We had comics tag, but Marco, uh, again, he's he's ducking, he's ducking, he's ducking this uh, Batman Grant Morrison discussion. Um, Maybe he can read more of it. He's probably got to take the time to read it all. Well, we only we only tasked him with reading like three issues or whatever. Now he's got an extra two weeks on it, so like he should be done by now, honestly. Um, so uh, if if Marco can make it again next week, we'll just start over. He will just give him a pass or whatever, and then have it bite him in the ass somewhere down the line. We'll we'll get him. Well, huh. 
He'll yeah, he'll have to be punished. Yes, yes. Well, don't say it that way. Again, something he might be into. Um, like, well, a, like, listen, a, like, he, do you need me to take the the Morrison Batman omnibus and do like a Riddler's dad situation? <laughs> His enjoyment of the punishment's not my business. <laughs> fair, fair. It's just the act of the punishment is what needs to happen. It's consistency. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, we do have some pals polls for this week. Um, I am, uh, or for next week rather, um, I am picking up Judgment Day uh, number four. I want to say it's got to be four. Um, I'm I'm looking this up right now because I apparently did not uh, prep much for this. It's got to be four Judgment Day number three. Oh, I was wrong. We're only at three, so this is going to be the halfway point of this new event. Um, I also really just like this this Mark Brooks, Jean Grey, Iron Man, and um, uh, oof oof uh, Mercari cover. It's yep. good looking. Um, and uh, Damage Control number one comes out next week. Uh, this is uh, Will Robeson on art, and I believe it's uh, the guy who wrote the Goldbergs, that sitcom, um, huh. writing this. So there's a, a, a TV writer, which TV yeah. writers, two comics, somewhat of a shared skill set there. Um, so Adam F. Goldberg and Hans Rodionov on, on writing duty there. Um, and uh, I just like this this cover. It's got Quicksilver, Nightcrawler, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Ghost Rider. Like, was did you just pick my favorite characters all of a sudden, minus Quicksilver? Like, it is a ragtag the, group of people. The entire C-list of Marvel. Yeah. I also like how the there's a legacy numbering on it still. So it's like legacy 16. Like, do you need <laughs> legacy numbering if it's only at 16? <laughs> I think that's overkill. Um, Funny, though. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what this could be. I have no idea what it could be. And that's kind of what I'm interested about. Um, I believe, uh, was it, no, it was Marco that picked Swamp Thing. So this is going to be the final issue. Um, possibly the final issue of this Rom V run. Um, so we'll probably talk about that, much to Matt's chagrin, um, next week. And mine. Because uh, we've it's read the them last all. Issue. So. There's probably something you, you, for it. You can't skip the last issue, you know? Yeah. We don't need we don't need Swamp Thing blue balls. We don't need green balls, you know? We just edge all the way there and then no no finish um but marco also picked and this was also one of my picks originally um tales of the human target this is a uh mm. kind of a series of human target stories uh with different artists so tom king writing uh kevin mcguire story there's michael Jannon story Raphael albuquerque sto- story and a greg smallwood story like this is a team of artists um and honestly kind of excited for the kevin mcguire stuff especially with how heavy the uh JLI has been in the Human Target book. Yeah, yeah. So, always a fan of that. Um, Kale, you were pay, you wanna you wanna read some more Detective Comics next week with uh, issue oh, yeah. one thousand something. Ten sixty four. Yeah, that one. Ten sixty three. Ten sixty three. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, Rob V's uh, first uh, issue of Detective. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going on. I don't think we know a ton. Oh, Sean's here from NOLA. Oh, uh, say Sean, hi to Skip Gidry you... for me. <laughs> have you run into the woman who shall not be named? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort? No. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I maybe enjoyed it a little bit more than everybody else. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. And then you also want to pick up the Rogue Sun uh, Volume 1. Now, pick up might be generous, but 
I didn't like the first issue of this. I, I believe I said uh, in our review that it felt uh, too uh, tropey and and first issuey. Um, and I recall feeling very much like the um, the person that was writing didn't f- it felt like they were relying too much on other things. A little tropey. Um, I know yeah. tropey in itself tropey. is tropey. Yeah. Um, but recently someone in the Discord, and I forgive me, I can't remember who it was, but uh, they have said that uh, Rogue Sun is actually the best stuff in the Radiant universe right now. Um, hmm. So I might dip my toe back in for that. You see they're coming out with like uh, Radiant Black action figures too? Ooh. There's one thing I can give this Radiant Black universe. The designs? Those fucking suits, man. They're pretty good. That's, man. They're good. That's that's the thing that disappoints me the most is <laughs> I love those suits. Man, yeah. it's cool. Or like that, that uh, black hate, light issue. I hate that book so much. <laughs> Would you have liked it if the original character was still like the, the, the writer was still a superhero? I liked him a lot more, uh, but uh, for me, the book is just—it's just meandering. It was just meandering. I guess I, I haven't read it since whatever last to, issue uh, we did. But to Kyle Higgins's Cal series, I don't know if you ever read his Cal series with um. I read some of it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the characters showed up. Apparently, I'm not up to date on it, but I—I I follow enough people on Twitter to know at least tangentially what's going on. Um, people seem to like it, so it's just not me. I, I get yeah, I gave up. Yeah. I just couldn't couldn't do it anymore. But those are our pals polls, fellas. That's what we're uh that's what we're reading next week. Um you can guarantee we'll be talking some judgment day next week. That's for sure. Final dance slot, Fantastic Four, I think is next week as well. Um but uh yeah. If you guys got some interesting things you want to read next week or you maybe want us to check out, please let us know. Um you know, let us know like like Tuesday, that's fair. A Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Tuesday, especially for early DC. Tuesday, if you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what does that mean to you? Is that like late Monday for My, us? Uh, well, that's like I mean, probably like before you're awake. I don't know time. Whatever. Just let us know if there's something you want us to read. Let us know. Uh, unless it's Matt, then don't give suggestions. Um. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Kevis. Um, Kale. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, interesting. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at kaleward.com. Um, I guess we don't do this for powerfuls typically, but I'm, I'm losing. I no, lost. Not I, at I, all. I, I just remembered that, but I already started. So that's uh, um, yeah, that's where you threw me. Hey, uh, Tyler, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, on the internet. Okay. I thought you're going to, you're going to ask me um, in real life. Well, uh, yeah, make sure you throw your address in there too. Sure, sure, sure. You know, you know, like like Sunday, I'm definitely gonna be checking out this Muppets exhibit uh, down in uh, down in Brooklyn. Where's the Queens? I always forget. Um, there's a Muppets every so exhibit? often. My dip- uh, oh, there's a there's a museum where they do like uh, there's a lot of like movies and TV stuff, and they have a whole Henson exhibit. Um, what? Like, ah. Whenever my depression gets to like a real bad point, I just go there and I reset. And I'm good. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. They got a Walking Dead exhibit now too, which. Wow. Uh, and they're showing a 70 millimeter screening of uh, Sleeping Beauty, which I've never seen. So I might want to check. That Interesting. Out. 
It's a good old. That's some good, good Mary Blair art. If you want, if you ever want to talk to me about like original Disney animation artists, I can talk to you about that. Huh. So. I could not talk to you about that, but I would listen to the conversation. Oh, dude, those early like those like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. The the, the backgrounds yeah. in them are are phenomenal. Um, yeah. Then you get a little later on, they start reusing it, and then like uh, it gets messy. Early, early stuff. Oof, good, good looking shit. Mary Poppins, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, mm. Yeah, and you can follow us on uh, the Comics Palace uh, everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, when I remember to post um uh facebook i guess that's the thing right i think it i think it auto posts there uh, tell your mom to follow us on facebook so how do you mother for me um and you can follow you can you can catch us on twitch uh every saturday at 10 15 a.m eastern standard time where we talk about ezra miller apparently <laughs> that's apparently what we talk about every week uh, i think we have more to talk about this week about about them as well um or you can catch us at this time 6 p.m on Thursdays to talk about whatever books came out the day before. So uh, with that, that's Pals Pulse. And we will see you, uh, Kale. Next week. There we go. <laughs> I, thought you gonna, I thought you lost your touch there for a second. I was kind of... I, yeah, I, I gotta get back in the saddle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>